While you're listening to Parked Up, Racetools is getting ready for the Phillip Island Island Classic Historic Round. We have so much fuel going down with staff and bowsers to attend this classic historic event. See you down there at the racetrack and keep an eye out for the Elf Race 102. Two of the very best operators marked up in the garage. Wow. This has been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. This is the Parked Up Podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels and my name is Grant Broly, joined by Tony Dalberto. And what an absolute weekend of sorts for Australians and New Zealanders and motorsport in general. A fantastic result for Scott McLaughlin. A great result for Matt Brabham as well in Indy Lights. It was a great day for the trans-Tasman types over in the United States, Tony D. How are you, mate? Amazing. Okay, better, good. That's better. great. We got that out of the way. Better for talking to you. Hey, mate. Uh, massive weekend, and I'm so bloody excited um, for Scotty Mack. I got up really early, and I watched the race because I was so excited that he started from pole position, and Man, it was so good. Those last few laps when um, Alex Palau was coming at him and he was trying to get through traffic, yeah, I was like biting my fingernails off. I was so nervous for him, but he handled it like a bloody champion. So uh, we we've got lots to chat about today, and uh, as you mentioned, there great for Matty Brabham, but uh, I feel a little bit uh, ripped off for young um, Hunter McIlroy. He he was going to win the race, and uh, unfortunately made a bit of a mistake there in um, the Indy Lights. So he put on pole. Um, obviously son of Andy McElroy, who is a, is a bit of a Porsche specialist here in Australia and a good friend of everybody in motorsport because he's mm, just a legend. good dude. Legend. Yep. But either way, amazing, amazing results for uh, Australians and Kiwis yes. um, across the board. Yeah, we'll claim uh, Scotty Mack as our own and we're going to have Absolutely. a chat. We're going to have a chat to Wayne McLaughlin, the father of Scott McLaughlin very shortly in the podcast. We've also got Stephen Richards coming up. It's a bit of a trans-Tasman feel, of course. The uh, the Richards, the famous Richards family, uh, were once upon a time the uh, herald back to their New Zealand roots. They came over to Australia mm. and took all of those uh, Bathurst 1000 wins off those uh, genuine what, Aussies. But what uh, seems to happen with Kiwis. They come over, we've got Murph, you know, SVG, Scotty Mack, all these guys come over and steal our trophies. No, There's something in the water over there, I reckon. There is, there is. Um, okay, cool. So, uh, a uh, as always, a big show, a big show. So, um, we'll uh, we'll get into the news real soon. But be, uh, before we do that, I always like to just waste a little bit of time just uh, talking huh. about what happened on the weekend. Uh, you had a big weekend back at the go-kart track with your son, Oscar. You went down to the first round of the national karting titles out at Todd Road. I certainly did. Uh, as everyone will be aware, um, young Oscar has his own go-kart now. And uh, we're just trying to suss out whether he actually likes it or not. So I thought I'd take him down to the to the national championships at Todd Road. And obviously I've done a lot of racing there over the years myself. So it was great to catch up with a lot of familiar faces. A lot of people still hanging around. Some not driving anymore. They're, you might be running kart shops like a Michael Patrizzi, for instance. But yeah, just, just really good to catch up with some of those guys and see the next generation of carters coming through. It's so strong. Honestly, every category was oversubscribed. They had heats to try and work out the starting grid for the pre-final. Um, some of them had 60 entries in, in the class. So awesome. really, really good to see how healthy karting is in Australia. 
and just saw some amazing racing. Um, young Oscar was probably more just entertained at getting uh, chips and, you know, soft drink. But I was, uh, my eyes were watching the racing and uh, I thought it was fantastic to get back to the roots of uh, motorsport and see how strong it is. It's awesome. So how much do you think karting has changed over the years? You raced oh. at exactly at that level back in your day, but it just looks like it's just gone, you know, to a, to a new crazy level where uh, the competition is, is fierce. And look, we're seeing a lot of, a lot of entries and that, uh, that championship has now really cemented itself. The, the karting for a few years, a little bit after your time, sort of went through some yep. some difficult stages, but um, it's back and it's uh, it's probably at its strongest ever. Yeah, really, really popular. Um, it's just like anything, you know, the competition has uh, gotten better and better. It's gotten tighter and tighter at the at the top. So the lap times are very, very close. And it just looked it looked like a tough slog out there. You know, if, if you didn't qualify well, it was very difficult to try and recover. Um, but, you know, guys that, you know, James Golding, for instance, was there racing and he was right at the front. So he's still able to operate at a very high level, even though he's not doing it week in, week out, like some of these other guys and obviously doing his car racing as well. Um, but it just shows, you know, James was still having to work really hard to be at the front, even though he's a world-class driver. Um you know, there's still so much competition and so much, so much talent in karting um, that he had his work cut out for him. Very good. So if you slotted yourself back in right now, where do you reckon you'd end up in that, uh, in that, oh. that seniors class? Yeah, I reckon I'd still make the weight, which is, which is good. <laughs> uh, but I'd have to do some test days. There's no doubt about it. You, you just can't be going okay. You have to be on your game. It's like supercars, you know. People can drive around a racetrack, but um, to try and get the last little bit bit out of it and try and tune the cart over the weekend to the conditions. Um, for instance, this year, a lot of the categories have got a different compound attire and some of the classes are going three or four seconds a lot faster. And to just to try and tune your cart with this new tire with so much more grip um, has brought you know heaps of challenges. Some people were getting on top of it really quick. Some are just completely lost. Um, so yeah, interesting to see how people are tackling it, but the, um, the, the racing was great. There was uh there's a lot of passing and there's a lot of crashes, lots and lots of crashes. So <laughs> the, the one thing with, with, with like the one thing with carding, yeah, true, true. One thing with the carding is <clears throat> because there's so much grip available, um, they can break so late. So to try and outbreak somebody, you know, you, you've really got to commit to the move. If you don't quite get it right, you pretty much just run over their back wheel or crash into them. So we saw a lot of that going off uh, and, and obviously desperation states uh, for a national title where it, where, um, you know, people trying to get that national title and they do whatever they can. So we saw some big maneuvers and some didn't work out. Uh, awesome. I kind of missed those karting days. I had, uh, I had some people send me some video over the weekend and just hearing that sound and uh, couldn't quite get the smell through the, uh, the phone video, but uh, you could almost feel it. So great to see that karting is alive and well in Australia. Uh, so while you were karting over the weekend, I went down to Sandown for the first round of the Victorian State Racing Championships. And I actually took my two little girls with me as well, thinking this is a nice little father-daughter day out at the racetrack. As it turns out, 12 and four-year-olds don't really like wandering around the pits of a, uh, of a racetrack on a weekend where they could <laughs> well, be doing pretty much anything else. 
Yeah, but you're trying to work. I'm just there socializing. So whatever, you know, if they want to go to the canteen or they need to go to the bathroom, uh, yeah, whatever. But for you, you've actually got to do some work. So pretty tough task there. And and to be honest, I don't I don't know if the girls are that into it, are they? No, I don't reckon no. Emma D. No way. No, Your oldest Emma really. D. No, no, I don't think she's uh, quite there yet. I think she. She gets, she, uh, there were moments there where I thought, hang on, she's actually asking questions and paying a little bit interest. And then like, when, when can we go home or, well, that was the next question that followed straight after that little bit where I thought she was about to get the bug and start asking me to go go go-karting or when can we buy a formula Ford or something like that. So yeah, we did spend a lot of time lining up at the chew and spew, uh, getting <laughs> hot chips and um, drinks and whatever, anything to just keep them quiet while I was trying to do a little bit of work. But it was really cool, uh, like like karting, really cool to see a heap of entries, two hundred and ninety or three hundred entries mm, across mm. the the various categories. Really competitive. Thirty seven Formula Fords. It was uh, yeah, I saw yeah, that. Really, really good. Really competitive in that class as well. Uh, and a couple of good surprise results. So uh, the next generation, uh, just like in the karting, uh, coming through on the uh, on the the state level stage. And I have absolutely no doubt that uh, at least one or two of those guys who we watched over the weekend at Sandown will uh, will be the next uh, big thing in in supercars or TCR or or whatever whatever the case. Let's hope not. Not too soon. Uh, mate, they're coming. Not too coming, soon, mate. A few more years. They are coming. Just give for me a you. few more years. A few more. That's all I need. <laughs> all right. Come on. Let's go do some news. Okay. This is the news. It's brought to us by motorsportwebsite.com.au. And I guess oh, the big story. Oh, hang on. Before we get into that, well, motorsport websites. Yes. They've finished my website. Oh, very good. For work, for Centaur products. And uh, it's come up absolutely fantastic. Perfect. If you you want to check out some of their handiwork, Shane Tanner's handiwork, go and check out Centaur products, Oz, AUS.com.au. And you can see what I do. So that's great. And maybe get something done by me. And you can check out his handiwork. Website looks fantastic. Perfect. Just uh, mention Tony D in the checkout and you'll get a 75% discount. Is that right? Yeah, on a caravan or a police pod or tractor bonnet or something. Sounds like a done deal. All right, cool. Um, All right, big news over the weekend, uh, certainly in our Monday morning for Aussies and Kiwis was Scott McLaughlin's big, big win. And uh, first round of the championship, he qualified on pole. This is, of course, IndyCar qualified on pole effectively led every single lap of the race, had to contend with Alex Palau chasing him down, had to contend with Alex Palau's teammate, Jimmy Johnson, mm. no less just uh, just giving him a little bit of a hold up in those last few laps. But A little uh, bit, two and a half it, seconds, two over, and a half seconds. Overcame it all, overcame it all to uh, celebrate his first ever IndyCar victory Big jump off the uh, chassis of the car, big tumble in pit lane, um, <laughs> but a uh, but an awesome result. Oh, it was amazing, absolutely amazing. And you know what, Grant? I over the weekend subscribed to Stan Sport, and this isn't a plug for Stan Sport because I don't get paid by them. But I'm very, very impressed with Stan Sport. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Stan Sport again. <laughs> um, very impressed, very impressed. Like just the coverage was fantastic. Um, and the replay is there straight away. 
So if I missed it, I could just go back straight away and watch it. So really cool. Yeah, did you, awesome. Did you, did you find yourself just uh, not watching IndyCar and going back to some of your TCR racing to watch that on demand? I did. I did. I showed young Oscar like my little passing maneuver on Will Brown at the end of race two there. Like we repeated it over and over and over again. Right. Um, no, but anyway, getting back to it, amazing weekend for Scotty. You know, we've been waiting for this sort of breakout weekend where everything clicks. He looks so confident in the car. Amazingly, Chevy's done a great job. Um, with their engines i think there's been a big improvement there um, they're talking about the drivability of the engine and at a street circuit where you're low on the revs and you're trying to pull off corners it's probably made a huge difference because the penske cars were very very strong will power he is the king of st pete absolute king he's had more pole positions than anybody at that place but scotty mack pipped him in the top mm. 10 there on uh, on saturday so absolute ripper lap and I think he was the first man that actually broke the one-minute barrier at St. Pete. So, amazing. Cool. No, Incredible. Good. Awesome start to the championship. And, of course, they go to Texas for the next round where he finished second in one of his first races last year. So, uh, he, he might very well get off to an amazing start in this year's championship. We won't talk too much, Scotty Mack, because we do have – his father coming up uh, very soon. Apparently he spent most of the day talking to New Zealand and international media offering his comment uh, on it. So uh, we're lucky enough to have stolen a little bit of his time later on. Stay tuned for that. Um, Let's talk some supercars, Heaps uh, heaps of liveries, testings out of the way, everything is set for round one of the Repco Supercars Championship with kicks off this weekend at Sydney Motorsport Park, the only thing that can dampen this, pardon the pun, is those horrible floods and horrible wet weather that we're seeing up north. Yeah, for once, Melbourne doesn't have the bad weather. Like, we're seeing some horrendous uh, flooding up in Queensland, and obviously Sydney's been very wet as well. So um, I don't know whether it'll put a stop to it, but uh, it might be a wet weekend similar to perhaps what we saw at the last Sydney motorsport round um, before Bathurst last year. They've had their fair share of uh, rain, but yeah, I'm very excited to see how the championship kicks off. We saw um, Scotty Pye finally launch their livery today and they've got Seiko on the doors. Um, So a bit of a change of sponsorship there. Obviously they had DeWalt for many years. Um, So I don't know whether that's like a a fully fledged sponsorship for the year or whether it's just going to be a Bit of a part-timer thing until they find something else. Couple, I'm not sure. couple of what, couple of watches for Charlie, and I think that's about. Well, uh, yeah, maybe. But uh, the car looks good. Um, so I think we've seen all the liveries now. I think we've seen everybody's livery. DJR, yep. DJR put their livery. I think we spoke about that last week, but it wasn't any different. So no, <laughs> no, no it still looks uh, classic and traditional. All right, so we've seen every single livery now. We know what war paint's going on. What's your What's your favourite? What's the flavour? Um, that's a tricky question because I'm very biased. Well, that's fine. very, okay. very biased. Very cool. biased. I mean, some of them I thought were a little bit underwhelming. And when I say underwhelming, probably what we expect, you know, it's like the monster livery. It always looks good, but it just looks the same, you know, mm-hmm. like, but it doesn't look like it still looks like a good livery, you know, it's cool. Um, what other ones do I like? Don't know. I, I don't mind Red Bull. Yep. I think Red Bull is probably a bit cleaner than what it has been over the last couple of years with very difficult with the amount of logos they've got on their car. 
um, to try and make it look clean. Um, I like the casserole livery. I think that's mm-hmm. come up well. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts? Have you got uh, look, a favourite? I, I actually don't mind the Scotty Pie livery. Really, those uh, that the the Seiko car looks looks good. Black, white, and red. Um, like it's busy, but um, <clears throat> good good on Charlie for piecing that together. Um, I don't like Frosty's one that much. Yeah, the white bonnet doesn't do a lot for me. I don't know. That's a uh, that that kind of like without the, if if it was a blue bonnet or yeah, yeah. yeah something different, I think. Maybe, but uh, you know, I thought the um, with, with the blue bonnet and the Fuchs sponsorship on the bonnet in white, it stood out really, really well. And it's probably not their corporate colors, but when you put like a really like a white bonnet on and then a logo, sometimes with the sun and everything, it actually you don't see it that well because um, the white's so bright. So it'd be interesting to see how that stands out on track. Mm, yep, we'll see. We'll see. I don't uh, like. I'm looking forward to seeing what the Middies car will look like in a uh, in a full pink. I thought we'd seen that pink livery. No, I, have, I think we've only seen the nighttime livery. Oh, only seen the nighttime one. So apparently they're uh, they're going to switch that up when we get okay. uh, get oh, into the, daytime races. The other one, the subway one, we got that wrong. We thought it was going to be um, <clears throat> premier. Prem- sorry, sorry, sorry. We we we. Oh no, I yeah, but you agreed with me. You agreed with me. We're going to see a Coca-Cola car. You're and taking a, me down with you. In your, or is it Premier? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so Subway for two rounds. And Subway looks awesome. Oh. That, is, that is terrific. That is terrific. That's good. Well done. Yeah. It is, uh, Subway is delicious. And by no means are we supported by Subway either. But if we could get a couple of Subway vouchers, because mm. that's, that's one of my favorite lunchtime snacks. Well, I'm hoping now that I've mentioned Stan Sport 20 times on the pod, we're going to get a free subscription to uh, Stan Sport because it's actually it's not that bad. I think it was 14 bucks a month. That's pretty good. Yeah, good. Okay, cool. And you can watch uh, over and over and over your uh, fantastic podium oh. positions at uh, at down at Simmons Plains. Um, okay, cool. All right. Uh, what other news do you have to talk about? Uh, lots of lots of Formula One. Ooh, Lots. Formula One. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so they're testing like mad dogs over there. The Mercedes are doing incredibly well, probably as expected. But we've yes. also got... Um, we've got Ferrari, Ferrari. Aren't too far away. Ferrari looking like the, uh, the wild cards, I guess. I hate to call Ferrari the wild cards, but, yeah, they're not, not looking too bad. McLaren are making some good noises. There's a lot of questions. You just never know, though, do you? Because fuel load means so much in Formula One. So Mercedes are probably running the thing brimmed full of fuel and Ferrari are like on fumes or something. Um, and until you get to the first race, you just never know. So um, still the jury's out on who's quick and who's not. But I think Ferrari have been very reliable, um, whereas some of the other teams haven't. So it'd be interesting to see how they kick off. Not too far away, is it? When's, when's the first round of F1? Yeah, it can't be too far away, three or four weeks. It's not long until we're seeing these cars in the flesh at Albert Park. That's only a month and a half away, less. Mm. Very exciting. Very good. Very good. I think that'll be a very popular event considering Mm. what's happened and that the Grand Prix in Melbourne was the first event cancelled basically in the world. Um, I think you'll get a lot of Aussies flock to try and watch the race. (laughs) Very good. Okay, a couple of of little uh, 
personal news yarns that we can mm. talk about here in the uh, in the network art sphere. For oh, nothing about podcast. Girls on the Grid. No, no Girls no. on the Grid re- put out uh, their <laughs> fourth episode. They spoke to young Aussie Caitlin Wood, who's racing in the W Series, the all-female uh, racing championship, and um, really, really good chat. Very insightful. Uh, I mean, it's nothing of the insight that we can offer listeners. Oh, to, exactly, exactly. This is, this is an excellent second option for people. Make, make sure you listen to Parked Up first, um, and then if you you know completely exhausted of all your podcasts or well, Parked Up's podcast, then 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 you go to Girls in the Grid. If right? you haven't gone back and listened to all of the other ninety seven episodes <laughs> that we've done, then feel like you can go listen to another. Okay. Um, but we do have some news in the Parked Up podcast world, and that's coming soon, Tony. We can't say anything more about what it. What is it? We can't say anything more. Don't I don't even know. You do. You do. Oh, okay. Just pretend. Right. Pretend you know. Pretend okay. you know. Okay. But that's coming up Oh, I can't wait. Soon. <laughs> Good. <laughs> that's coming up really soon. So, uh, so stay tuned. You might hear something from us uh, a little extra later this week. Uh, okay, that's uh, that's enough news. We've got Wayne McLaughlin coming up. We've got Stephen Richards coming up. Asked him some questions about uh, his son Clay racing. We asked him some questions about Priya, his daughter, doing podcasting with uh, with the girls on the grid. Uh, and we also got his tips and uh, and hints on who he thinks we need to watch out for in this year's Supercars Championship. But before we get to that, it's Wayne McLaughlin, father of Scott McLaughlin. A huge night for him and his family, and he's on the Parked Up podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels, and it's up now. Hey, and it's great to have Wayne McLaughlin, the father of Scott McLaughlin, on the Parked Up podcast. Wayne, what a amazing morning you must have had over there in New Zealand watching your boy do uh, very, very good things in the IndyCar Championship. Yeah, just unbelievable, to be honest. Um, we knew the pole was outstanding, but, um, and I said to Diane, don't expect any miracles from pole, because not many guys win from pole, and it's probably the toughest circuit you could ask for, plus we haven't had a lot of success here in the last little time, so, but to get it there to this extent, oh, unbelievable, yeah, happy as, unbelievable, blown away. Now, uh, Scotty has impressed us so much um, trying to transition into the IndyCar, but I feel this weekend was, it just uh, ticked all the boxes. He was fast. He looked comfortable. He looked aggressive. Um, He looked like a seasoned campaigner. So now, I suppose, with that win under his belt, um, the confidence should be uh, very high. But one thing that I loved, every time that he got interviewed, he always... Uh, spoke about how much he missed you guys and how he hadn't seen you, but you are going over to the States to see him. Um, I suppose now it's even more special. He's wrapped up that, uh, that first win. Yeah, absolutely. Tony, you know, it's like, you know, we've raced, you know, we, us guys, we've raced together for years, but, and we've been there with him and followed him and, and supported him. And I think, you know, last year at IndyCar, it was really tough. At an, what we call Indy 500 was really hard for him, you know, when we weren't there. Um, we've been with him since he was seven years old. So, mm. and Dionysus, Sam, the family, we've been right behind him the whole time. Um, but to see that win today just made it harder for us to say, well, Jesus, you know, why weren't we there, you know? But um, we've got a trip planned, obviously, for IndyCar, we'll be there for Indy 500, uh, for Carby Day for qualifying. 
and then we really wanted to see the um, Nashville race. So, uh, you know, we only got 12 weeks in America and you've got to come out again back to NZ. So, because we've had so many COVID restrictions here, we've been able to fly or do anything, but now we've got no MOQ, we're good to go. So, no, I'm totally looking forward to it, but um, today was just outstanding to see that win. You know, like, he's got he's got in his blood now. He's got a, he's got a win behind him, and um, I think that's cemented. You know, you saw it in V8s. We've all seen it in V8s. Once he gets that one win, he'll just push on hard. You know, so, <laughs> super proud. You know, like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's um, fantastic. Fantastic result for him. Just to, just to, for our listeners, give us a little bit of an insight into what happened back at uh, Fort McLaughlin for the race. Obviously, a pretty early start, probably three or four a.m. race kickoff for you guys. What uh, what happened? What unfolded? And what have the celebrations been like? Yeah, well, four thirty a.m. was the phone call to the young fellow just to see how he was and you know give him a bit of boost up from mum and dad that we were right behind him as we always do. Um, and then sort of hung around, waited, and then the TV telecast starts here at 6 a.m. But luckily with the IndyCar uh, app, you can actually um, you can get in there and you can listen to the live audio with him and his engineer and stuff like that. Um, quick call from him early on, just said, hey, you know, love you guys, good to see you, you know, rah, rah, um, we, we're like, you know, same old thing, you know, well, we're right there with you, mate, you know, we're you know, 14,000 miles away, but um, we're there. Uh, and then to see that race start, and I said, as I said before, to talk to Di, I said, Di, I don't expect to see a race win today because you're starting on pole. I sort of thought probably a podium would be exceptional, uh, but it was better than that. Beautiful start, and of uh, course, we were ecstatic. Normally, we'd have um, six to eight of us around here watching it, but I said to Di, and yesterday I said, look, with them on pole, I think we should just do it ourselves and just have a little bit of a quiet time, just mum and dad together. So we did that, and um, it was, yeah, look, he got off to a great start. About halfway through the race, ended up cooking uh, hard-boiled eggs and toast, because we were sort of <laughs> <laughs> so bloody nervous. So by this stage, it's sort of, you know, 20 to 7, quarter past 7, um, and I said, Diane, Jesus Christ, you know, Still got maybe 35 laps to go. Um, listen to what the engineers were saying. Listen to what, you know, like the students were saying, old Kyle. And, um, yeah, wait for there. But that last 12 laps, I don't think we spoke or breathed or, mm. we, you know, it was just like we were just so, we were struggling. We just paced and um, hard, harder, as hard on dying as much as hard on me, but hard on Diane because, you know, it's your son, he's your, he's your breath, he's your blood, and just bloody hard. To, haven't seen him for 26 months, haven't seen Carly. Um, Carly's crying, she's ringing up, she's crying because he's doing so well. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, really tough, but um, but tough in a great way. Um, but, you know, with what's going on in the world, um, we're in a very good position and we're very lucky with what's going on. So very appreciative. But, um, but yeah, Scotty needed this. Um, she had a lot of knockers in Australia. They've all said, you know, oh, you know, you've had Penske here. You only did so well because you're a Penske. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and a few, you know, 
the kids out there mocking them. So today, I think just stuck up the whole fucking lot of them. Actually, <laughs> you guys must be so so proud of him. Um, you know, to to get that win under his belt. Um, now you mentioned like it's been tough on him, not only just being away from you guys, but moving countries, trying to establish himself in a new championship, which was so foreign. You know, if he went over there to drive in a in a touring car championship, it wouldn't have been half as difficult. But he's had to learn circuits, he's had to learn how to live over there, uh, new team, cars. Just it's just been a whirlwind for him. Are you, do you do you sort of look back and go, I've done a really good job as a parent to equip my son to be able to take on these challenges and get to the front of the field and succeed so quickly. Surely there's a bit of, bit of proudness there uh, for yourself and die. Look, and Tony, I've seen it with your dad, you know, because we've, we've raced with you and raced alongside you and against you, and I've seen your dad there, and um, you and your dad and I have spoken several times about, you know, our boys. Um, but the point being is that, yeah, he did. He Flew out of Bathurst, straight in, left his team, which was a beautiful team of guys. They were so supportive. He went to the States, um, of course, COVID hit, um, couldn't come home, had some dramas. He's had his green card to get through, although he's married to an American wife, which had nothing to do with it. It was just the way it turned out. Um, and he's had some battles. And I think last year was probably his biggest challenging year. But as you said, you know, from Dionysus' point of view, we've always worked hard. I've always been a, you know, a, a businessman and a truck driver with my wife right beside me, Diane. That, those kids have seen us get out of bed at two, three, four o'clock in the morning, whatever we need to do to get the business going. It funded his racing career. It's funded Sam's, um, Samantha's, you know, university, etc. So uh, they know what it takes. So they know how to dig deep. And, and Scott had the dig deep last year. There's no two ways about it. Um, as you know, you know, going from a successful V8 supercars team to um, into open wheeler, which he's never done. And, it's, and without, you know, I, I don't know, but I reckon it's the toughest category in the world because mm. there's 26 guys in that in that category that all deserve to win. They're all good enough to win. At least 24 of them or 22 of them are good enough to win. Any on any day, so um, but to have the back end of Roger Penske and Tim Sindrick and the whole team, I think it's amazing. Um, but he's lived up to it, but he's not a he's not a and we still call him a kid, he's 28, but we still call him a kid. Um, he, he's not a guy that's going to take it lightly, he's competitive and he wants to do it. So, and you, you know, you, you know, you work with him, Tony, so you know what he's like. Yeah, yeah I've definitely been fortunate enough to work alongside him and see how he goes about his craft. But, um, and I know he wouldn't have been happy with the way some of the races turned out last year, but he's a hard critic on himself because he expects that he's going to go out there and win and perhaps, you know, put that expectation or the, the pressure of driving for Roger Penske and coming off winning three supercar championships and the absolute top of his game. He could have easily have stayed in supercars and just, I suppose, taken the easy road. Uh, but just, just just to see how much he's lifted has been you know, an incredible journey for people following back home. And everybody is super proud of him and just pumped, excited uh, that he's been able to achieve this. And now I suppose the expectation is that he's leading the championship. You know, is he going to be able to keep this up? And do you think that he's learned enough now that he can back this up, you know, a few more times this year? Look, I, I would, I'd like to, you know, be confident outside the, 
outside the box, I'd like to say that I'm sure that there'll be another win or two in the, in, you know, in the box, but um, championship, no, look, you know, look, I think that's a big ask. Um, yeah. yeah. He's got to learn to, um, you know, there's no one, he, as you just said, he's the biggest critic of himself, that's for sure. Um, and he, he'll do well, and one rest assured he will do the best that he can get. But I think in fairness to the team as well, I think, you know, big changes. Uh, the new engineer and Brent, absolutely brilliant guy. They're getting on well, doing things. Kyle's there as a strategist. Um, Kyle's no slug. Um, you got Roger and Tim behind you. I think what more could you ask? You know, you've, got, you've moved from supercars to the comfort zone. And I think he needed, if he was going to do it, he had to do it when he did it. Um, yep. COVID's been tough um, on everybody. Family, friends, teams, everybody involved. But I think the timing's been right. I think it's been good for him. I was certainly pleased with Don. I was both very pleased to see him get out of supercars and take the next step. He's young enough. He was only 27. Um, if he was going to do it, that was the time to do it. And I think he's got the ability to put in. Um, I would expect not to see too much more out of him this year. I think just let him bed in. As Roger Penske said, it's a five-year deal. Um, next year, I, you know, I think he'll challenge even harder. But, but you know, Scotty better than anyone, Tony. He, he pushes himself hard. He's his biggest critic himself. Um, he says, I'm his biggest fan. But he said, yes, I'm his biggest critic as well. Because I do tell him <laughs> when he's a, I won't say fuckwit, I'll say dickhead. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, it's how he rolls, you know. But um, love the guy, proud of him. And um, equally as our daughter, but absolutely, you know, like the, the time's come that um, he needed to move into this. And if he was going to do it, well, now's the time to do it. And I think that he will. He's, he's stamped the ground today. And I would say, look out going forward. He'll, I'm not saying wins, but I'm certainly saying he'll be up in that top five. I would expect to see him finish the championship in the top seven this year. That would be my expectations, but let's see how it goes. Can't wait to get there, give him a hug, um, support him, see what it's about, understand the thing live and just um, relax. And We're pretty keen, both Guy and I are pretty keen to be there for him because we've been there through his whole career since he's seven years old. So obviously we want to be there to support him. Um, you know, and um, I think you might have seen that today. We were sort of blown away from it yesterday, but certainly he was still coming in on the grid there, coming down pit lane or victory lane, and he was sort of thanking his family. And mm. that's, that's pretty important. He's got a great wife behind him. Carly is a very supportive young lady. And we, as we say, you know, look, when your son gets married or your daughter gets married, you say, do you lose a son or lose a daughter? Well, no, we gained a daughter. We didn't lose a son, we gained a daughter. So... She's a very down-to-earth young lady. She is not too scared to tell him to pull your head into the kid. You, you, you're boxing outside your square. So, um, and I think that's good for her. You know, and I, I think um, it's a funny situation. But you know, like Don and I have been married 33 years, and before we we had the kids, and that we were married six years before we had kids. But Don's always been the same for me. You know, she's been that calming influence, very supportive. But when I get out of control, which is very often. She's quick to pull me back in line. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope for you boys have got the same. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so so just uh, obviously a huge day for you and uh, and so many emotions as well. What does this evening look like for you? A couple of uh, a couple of frothies to celebrate. Yeah, look, we had a little bit of TV interview today. TV for the media came to us. I don't know why, but um, <laughs> but really, because we look we look a lot fatter than what we are on TV. <laughs> but um, no, great great day. Um, very proud. Um, very very proud for Di and I. We just you know we're nut and bolt, and um, we feel very distant from both Samantha and James and Sydney, and certainly from Carly and Scott over in the US, but. Had a couple of FaceTimes with everybody from time to time. Three of them actually. In the last one, I won't repeat about Scotty, but he was wasted. Um, <laughs> Carly, they having a great time. Um, but yeah, very emotional day. A lot of friends, a lot of family support, a lot of lot of lot of messages. Um, we're fortunate enough that um, I'm semi, or both die and I die retired, and I'm semi retired now, only down to one truck and mucking around in a logging truck. So. Uh, day off today, um, just trying to comprehend it all. Uh, went out this afternoon, had a couple of sherbets. Um, <laughs> deserved. And, uh, well tried, deserved. Yeah, look, I was, you know, like just trying to comprehend it. I think tomorrow we'll wake up with a different aspect to it. But um, yeah, look, uh, uh, well, you know, yourself, Tony, you know, like, you know, it's like, you know, mum and dad, you know, they're so proud and, and we're so proud. So, just brilliant. Can't wait to get there. Can't wait to get to Indy 500. Um, just get part of it. Feel it. Feel the atmosphere. Um, it's, today was a teaser, that's for sure. It was it was tough until today, but now he's won. It's even harder. We just can't wait to get there. But we want to do the Nashville thing. We want to do the we want to do the um, Indianapolis thing. So let's you know we we'll just box on. So. Going to be a great three months over there. We're pretty excited about doing that time there for sure. Awesome, mate. That's uh, uh, it. Will be a, uh, a fantastic experience. Uh, I'm yeah. sure he'll appreciate uh, appreciate not having to spend so much money on long distance phone calls to uh, to stay in touch with you. But just we're to have you guys FaceTime. on the side. FaceTime zero now. We just had a guts full of it. You know, you just <laughs> you're certain you're stage in your life. You just want to give the guys a hug. You know, you know, and he's so fortunate with Carly. To- to support them you know they're a great team and yeah it's good awesome mate hey thank you so much for joining us on parked up we'll uh we'll let yourself and your wife go and uh celebrate yeah. uh, into the evening uh and we just can't wait to see what's uh, around the corner for scott and the rest of the indycar championship it's certainly going to make it a little bit more palatable when we have to wake up at 1 2 3 a.m here in australia yeah, yeah exactly Hey, and all the best to you guys and look forward to hopefully you'll be home for Bathurst, hopefully, and we can catch up there again like the old days and, you know, see how we go. But it'll be good to see Yeah, that'd be awesome. Appreciate you coming on today, mate. Um, You guys enjoy. Enjoy the night. Thanks, guys. All the best, mate. And thanks to Wayne for that chat. Obviously, super excited. He's done a ton of media today. We appreciate his time jumping on Parked Up as well. Uh, Tony D, do you, what do you reckon for Scotty Mack? Is he is uh, is he a real championship threat now? I'd love to think that he will be. I mean, he's winning the championship, That's winning right. the goddamn championship. Who would have thought? You know, like he's uh, he's done one year in IndyCar, Rookie of the Year, and he's come out and won the first round. That's so Scott McLaughlin. That is mm-hmm. just so Scott McLaughlin. So um, I think everybody in Australia, New Zealand, are just 
so stoked for him. You know, like his work, obviously done a lot of work on the off season and um, yeah, why not? Why can't he be a championship contender? If that, if that Chevy motor and is a lot better now, then you'd think that the Penske guys have got those chassis pretty dialed. Um, he's got some amazing teammates to, to still learn off and they're going to beat him at times for sure. Um, but why, why can't he be a contender? He knows how to win a championship. Cool. We'll okay. see. That's right. No, he did three of them down here in supercars. One of the most competitive, if not the most competitive sedan racing championship in the world. So, uh, yeah, these things are just slightly different. Go and collect as many <laughs> points as you can uh, and uh, get the job done. Go Scotty Mack. We love it. Uh, okay. Stephen Richards, five-time Bathurst winner. He is, uh, isn't doing as much racing as we'd like to see him do currently, uh, but don't rule that out. Uh, I grabbed him for a very quick chat while I was at the Victorian State Racing Series at Sandown, uh, and here it is. I've got Stephen Richards here at Sandown. Uh, the Victorian State Series is kicked off. You're looking after your son, Clay, in Formula Ford. Even though we don't see you as much in race cars anymore, you're still at just as many racetracks. Yeah, I think I'm uh, I'm not sure if I'm smart or silly, to be honest. Uh, look, I love it. I, naturally, I love it and the family's involvement over years and years and years. And I guess now I've gone from being driver to, to mechanic and look after all the preparation on Clay's race cars trying to trying to give him a bit of a go for a while so i'm quite happy to step out of the driver's seat at the moment and give him a shot and he's going really well uh, this is his second year uh, having a crack at the national formula ford championship last year was such an interrupted year though so this kind of probably for him feels like uh, you know his first full crack well, well it sort of is because we last year we we're trying to do the victorian state series on the back of the toyota 86 racing series um, and, and we just, we, we didn't do anything. We didn't do half of the races we were hoping to do in Formula Ford. So, yeah, it is. We've decided to sort of jump into the National Series. Perhaps you'd say a little bit underdone, but there are some other kids out there that are, that are in the same boat. They've been trying to get going for a couple of years and they've just decided we'll jump into the, into the, into the fire and, and have a go. So, yeah, the National Formula Ford Series this year, as well as the Toyota Gazoo Racing Australia 86 Series. So there's a lot on our plate, but it's, it's, it's just great to be back racing. A lot of pressure for the young kid, I guess, with uh, a surname like that he has. And, uh, you know, if you count your Bathurst wins and your dad's Bathurst wins, you've all got 12 together. But um, do, do you think he feels that that pressure or he just gets on with his own business what's what's his deal oh look generally i think he gets on with his own business but but he, he is he naturally is aware of it um we're not going don't get me wrong clay would love to to be in v8s one day but we don't go racing with that intention we go go racing because it's good fun we we all like it and and if some way myself and dad's experience can help help clay achieve a few things that's that's great too but by no means is there the only expectation that he has is his own expectation, so it's it's nice. When I bumped into you guys here, I saw you giving him a little uh, some hints and tips on starting. Um, yeah, how much does he actually lean on you, and uh, is he a good listener? He's actually surprisingly for for a dad talking to his son, he actually is quite a good listener. But he's also got the good ability to be able to take things on himself, measure them against what. I have to say or, or what his experience is and generally he always makes a step forward so I mean you, I'm still learning in this game you, you don't stop learning but um, naturally any 
anything I can impart on him to help him go a bit better uh, is good. But particularly at this phase of his learning, because he hasn't done a lot of it, and it's and it's um, it's really enjoyable from my perspective and Angie's perspective as well, watching him, watching him develop and learn and the steps he's taking. Okay, so as much as we like seeing you at the track, of course we'd all like to see you in a race suit, uh, have, having a dip in uh, behind the wheel of a race car. We saw you at Bathurst as a guest driver in the Toyota Gazoo series. Yeah. Would you like to do more? Is there a thought to try and get back out there? Oh yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. I just don't want to spend any of my own money doing it anymore. That's the biggest problem. Um, no, I still love love the love the driving aspect of it, and I will do some. I've I've got a little Ford Escort that I built. Uh, near on 20 years ago now as a historic sort of car for tarmac rallying and I'm, I'm getting that sort of back together to a point where I can do some driving in that um, and, and who knows I mean there's, there's probably lots of other little opportunities might be open up at some point but, but no planning from me on the horizon to do anything I'm just I'm happy spannering Clay's car and, 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 and doing that at this stage. And you've got full-time uh, full-time work as well. Just uh, just give us a little bit of an insight into what the life of Stephen Richards is like, other than uh, tinkering with Clay's race cars. Yeah, well, look, you know, like many, COVID threw quite a big spanner in the works for me. Um, uh, but I've been, I've managed to to get on board with a, a company called RPM Hire, who who hire electronic traffic ma- traffic management equipment to the to you know customers, major projects, fish and chip shops, that sort of thing. But also another side of that business is um, safe, um, temporary safety barriers that go on the major roads projects around Victoria, or around Australia really, we're, we're national now. So my, my job is to roll out, um, roll out some of the operations for all that sort of stuff and it's, um, it's new and it's different but there's a lot, I think generally people who have stepped out of the motorsport in- industry into other roles find that that the amount of expertise it can that motorsport can bring to other areas of business are incredible in terms of efficiencies in terms of um, bringing bringing organizational skills last minute challenges being thrown up I mean it, it happens every minute of the day in motor racing so yeah that's been um, that's been a lot of fun I'm enjoying that Terrific. Um, you mentioned here about uh, having the family on board and your wife Angela's here, uh, you know, really a family effort. I don't see Priya hanging around though. She, uh, she might have missed the boat. Uh, usually she would be doing some video stuff and she's also uh, hosting one of, uh, one of the podcasts, the uh, Girls on the Grid. Have you listened to Girls on the Grid yet? What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I've listened to every episode and I, I, think, it's, I think it's fantastic. You know, I mean, we're, we're starting to see a lot more of the girls take an interest in roles outside driving within the sport and and talking to, for, for Tanea and Priya to be talking to influential girls that have done a lot in the sport will help the next generation of young women who are looking at a career, they might be in high school, they might be doing something else as an early 20 year old something and have an interest that, that there are actually opportunities that, that, that women can have a huge benefit to making a positive impact on in our sport, so I think it's been I think it's been great. The girls are having a good time by the sounds of it doing, and I'm sure you're having a good time putting it together. Yeah, yeah. No, look, it's a very good podcast. The girls do good. Of course, it's nowhere near as good as Parked Up. <laughs> and Tony D doesn't like the fact that there we do have a new rival podcast, but it's uh, part of the family. Uh, okay, uh, let me just very quickly talk to you about Supercars. Kicks off this weekend at Sydney Motorsport Park. Uh, do you still take, like, you've obviously got a huge interest in the sport and you've yep. been around it for a long time. Do you still, you know, sit, give yourself time to sit down and watch the, the supercars, the top level? Yeah, absolutely I do. I take a huge interest. I, I still feel like, 
you know, pro probably wrongly, I still feel like if I, if I had a couple of test days, I could get in and go half a right. But um, the reality is, you know, the guys are at the top of their game. But I, I love it because for me, it's, it's not just about the driving of the cars. It's about the competitiveness. It's about seeing what the guys are about to do on track. It's still, you know, I love the, love the, the technical side of the sport and, 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 and follow it with great interest in terms of what's happening for next year in Gen 3 and, um, you know, always, always a, a couch racer for sure, <laughs> watching how, how people could do it better or how I could have done it better, yeah. maybe. Okay, uh, you've driven for most teams in the field, certainly all of the top-line teams. Uh, I'd imagine you've probably got your, your favourites or whatever, but uh, try to put all that aside. Who wins in 2022? The last year in this generation of car, who do you reckon is going to end its season on top? Well, I, I think there's, there's been enough major changes in some of the major teams, and, and straight out Red Bull are an example of that, different drivers, different engineers that as organised as they are and knowing how much they would have planned for that to take place, that's going to have an impact. There's no question about that. I mean, I think, you know, Shane will still drive the car to its max. Um, Brock will drive the car to its max, but he's going to go through some, some periods of change. Um, you know, I think Dick, Dick Johnson Racing are really looking quite strong. Anton had a great back end of the year. Um, and then you've got the young guys at Erebus who are going to who are going to come out as well. And you know, Cam Waters, Chas Mossy. I, I think personally the and I've got a big rap for him. I think Nick Pat, Nick Perkett's going to surprise a few this year. I really think he's going to um, going to step up. So I'm watching with watching with interest. That will be a great battle between Nick and Chaz. First time Chaz at Walkinshaw will have a real seasoned challenger. No disrespect to Bryce Fullwood, no. but effectively a rookie coming in. He's only been in the series for two years. Nick's been um, in this for a long time. And uh, and do, do you think do you think that in itself, just those two together, is going to drive the Walkinshaw team even further forward? Yeah, there's no question. But I, I just, I just think, and I know, you know, I've been an advocate for for Nick um, from the outside for a long time. But I just think he, his error rate is so low. He doesn't really make a lot of mistakes. And if he can find his way in that new car with the, the way that the, the car is engineered, um, you know, he's an intelligent driver. He's probably lost a bit of his, not not rough edges, but maybe his his over enthusiasm for some situations and I think just that with a calmer level I, I think it'll be a real challenge for Chaz might take him a couple of rounds to get up to speed but I, yeah I'm, my, my sort of view at the moment is with all of the wash up of everything going on um, you know DJs have got some continuity Erebus have got a bit of continuity going this year but I think um, I think Nick's gonna, gonna open some eyes. Stephen Richards we thank you so much for your time on Parked Up and uh, enjoy your rest of the day here at Sandown. Will do thanks mate. And we thank Richo for his time on the Parked Up podcast. Of course, we're powered by Race Fuels. Now, in that chat, Tony D, Richo says that Nick Perkat is the the oh. one to watch. The one to well, watch. No doubt. What do you reckon? I agree. Absolutely agree. This is Nick's big shot. And if the if those WAU, not R, WAU <laughs> cars are as competitive as what they were at Bathurst, then Mate, he's going to be a title contender for sure. He's not a he's not a newbie. We've we've discussed how well or how much you get out of the BJR car and how he'd punch above his weight. And um, if this car is stronger and the team behind him can support him, then he is ready, absolutely ready to win. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? 
Yeah. It'll be good to see him go head uh, up against Chaz. And, uh, you know, you've got a very tough teammate there. But yep. Yep. what do you think? Mm, well, oh, look, I, I think we've, we've said it uh, quite a few times. I think Chaz is going to be extremely hard to beat. I think City mm. Motorsport Park, I don't know, is going to be the best read for a series champion contender uh, this weekend. I don't know if we're going to come out of this weekend with a true form guide. Now, I say that because we did four rounds there last year. These teams have data for days around that joint. Doesn't matter if it's wet, if it's if it's sunny or whatever the conditions are going to throw at us in yeah. Sydney this weekend. Uh, we, we're going to go there and probably see a bunch of results that we could have predicted, mm. you know, a, a couple of months ago. I think when we get to places like Simmons Plains, haven't been there for a while, Albert Park, Grand Prix, yep. haven't been there for a while, that might give us a better read on where the title contenders sit. So with that said, we're probably going to see the, the Shell V Power guys right up the front. We're going to see... Dare I say both of the Red Bull Erebus. cars right up the front and Erebus as well. So mm. uh, like the the Walkinshaw uh, team really struggled there. The only time they kind of really jagged a result was during the atrocious atrocious conditions. <laughs> Can't even say that word. Um, it uh, th- and th- that was when Chaz went from the back of the field. You remember he got mm. uh, put to the back for a qualifying misdemeanor and drove through the field in those uh, sodden conditions to, to take a podium. So mm. that was, that was cool. Um, you know, maybe that, uh, maybe that's going to happen again when all these um, floodwaters from Queensland and Northern New South Wales drain their way down South and, uh, and, and we end up with a bunch of water. Hopefully the wet doesn't compromise the race meeting. Oh, hopefully it, hopefully it, does <clears throat> no but uh, compromise it in that it means that it's a non-event we want no we don't want event, that right? we don't want that but um a little bit of water just you know as a spectator it's great as a racing driver no good <laughs> no good so i'm a spectator this weekend so i hope it hope it does sprinkle just at the most inconvenient time and 300 so, 300k around there as well uh, oh, final, big day out. final little point. Yeah, that's it's a damn long way to go. Probably an easier track to manage that. How do, for sure? How do you reckon the uh, drivers will be approaching this? Oh, look, I mean, I think they're generally used to doing a street circuit of 250k's, which is, and I can tell you from my own experience, it's very, it's brutal because you don't have any race fitness. You can train as much as you like over Christmas, um, but you've got no car fitness and little things like your feet getting hot and, you know, for people or drivers that are in new teams, you know, they haven't really tried their new seating position or insert. There's just little things that can creep in that you don't notice over a 20 lap stint, but suddenly when you're doing 300, um, uh, 300 kilometer race, um, you, your foot might go to sleep or, you know, cooling's not right. Something like that, that can, um, you know, affect a result. So, those guys that have, uh, you know, have their consistency staying at their own, the, the current team, I think they have a bit of an advantage. Uh, but it is a long way around there for sure. I'm just hoping that now going into the 300K race, it gives a bit more strategy that will come into play rather than the 250K race where there was basically no strategy. Everyone was on the same strategy. So everyone pitted within a lap sort of thing and there wasn't a lot you could do. It's just a long old race. Whereas the 300K does will spice it up a little bit. So 
We'll see. But I think you're right. We're going to see, we're probably not going to see a form guide. We'll probably see very similar people at the front, like we saw at Sydney Motorsport Park last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and generally the first couple of rounds does spice up the championship order a little bit and then it settles. So uh, we won't really find out probably till after the Grand Prix, I reckon. Okay, cool. Well, here it is. The Supercars Championship is about to get underway. We're very excited. We've got some cool parked up news coming up. Really, really cool news coming up uh, later this week. Please stay tuned to uh, all of your favorite podcasting stuff and uh, in particular our social media pages. Follow, like, subscribe. I don't know, do whatever you need to do to uh, stay up to date. Um, and uh, But the one thing we can guarantee, though, is you, you'll still be punished by having to listen to us week to week. Mm. Mm. Actually, uh, next week, we'll have to sort out time because I'm actually going to Sydney on the Monday, do a little ride day. Uh-huh. So, yeah, well, we well, could do it while I'm driving around or something. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, cool. Okay, and I'm glad that you're bringing our listeners into our, how we negotiate and how we talk about when mm. we're going to do a pod. And ladies and gentlemen, this is exactly how we how we do it. Like it'll just be well. This is so it's on the fly. This is what Tony's got going on. So we need to pretty much, him. pretty much. That is very true. Actually, I'm very precious, and uh, <laughs> trying to fit all the stuff in that I do is is tricky. For instance, today, which is Monday, yep. we would generally do the pod as soon as I get home about four o'clock, but I couldn't because I was stuck at work. So we had to push it back to five o'clock. And Grant's very very flexible. Super flexible. Very me, not, me, not so much. Not so much. I've got little windows that I've got to make it work. And if it doesn't, boom, it's not happening. That's fine. We always make it happen somehow, somewhere. We've done it for now 98 times, Tony D. What a joke. What a joke. Coming what up a to, journey. <laughs> coming up to 100. And uh, again, we've got some cool news, which uh, we can't wait to bring to you. But in the meantime... Happy Supercars Championship opener. We uh, we can't wait to see what's going to happen this weekend. And uh, brother, have a good week. You too, mate. Enjoy Sydney. You've just listened to another Network Car production. 